0: everybody and welcome to the Kachad. It's the only podcast brave enough to ask the question. Hey, what's up with cars? I'm Lucas Southworth. And I'm John Bishop. Hey, you said it normal without like, you know, messing messing it up on purpose.
1: And now that you've drawn attention to it, it doesn't count for nothing.
0: Sure, you've decided that I guess. Anyway, <laughs> John, what are we going to do today?
1: Today, we are talking, of, of course, about... Luigi and Guido.
0: It's true. It's been it's been a hot minute since we've done an autobiography. All right. Let's, I don't know. I'm curious about what our last autobiography was. So I'm going to find that out. In the meantime, John, you give me a guess as to what our last autobiography was.
1: Our last autobiography was, of course, <clears throat> <clears throat> um, uh, I can't even remember the name of the person I'm trying to say it is, so I hope it isn't that guy. Okay, yeah. Miles Axelrod.
0: No, we certainly haven't done one on them. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Our last autobiography was episode 57, uh, so July of last year, and it was our uh, Montgomery McQueen episode. Oh, boy. Yeah, our uh, early days Lightning McQueen episode. So we thought, you know, let's dust off this old relic of a mini series. That's it. It's in its twilight years. Uh, and see if we can't make it work for the two best friend tire sellers. And yeah, I guess we're going to do that. John. All right. Go for it.
1: <laughs> Luigi and Guido. Uh huh. What do we know about them? Small. Italian. Tires. Uh bilingual one of them
0: both of them well no, no i would yeah I Pit see stop. What you're yeah yeah you're right uh i was gonna say friends did i already say friends
1: in the description
0: but not in this little weird bit we're doing so it's yeah, you walls know, it back in your court
1: denizens of the deep
0: were you going to say radiator springs and decided to say the deep at the last second
1: yep because shakespeare
0: sure yeah that's a good establishing thing We thought we'd look at these two Italian immigrants. You know, they got a tire shop. Ain't that fun. Uh, We visit their hometown in Cars too, so maybe we'll talk about that. This one, as have been a lot of the recent ones, is a little last minute. So we'll see how it goes, folks. I guess I'll get us started. Okay. With the wiki quote of the right now of the day.
1: Give me that. This is pretty early of the day.
0: Yeah, clearly we didn't know where to go, so thought I'd grab one of them vines I had to swing to, you know? And uh, this time we're going over to worldofcarsdrivingfandomcom slash wiki slash fettuccine. Now, John, what do you think this article is about?
1: I'm just going to go ahead and guess a character named Fettuccine.
0: No, although a good guess. <laughs> the... <laughs> Oh, gosh. The White Wall Tires from Cars 1, their brand name is Fettuccine. Uh Specifically, the White Walls are the Fettuccine Alfredo line.
1: Yeah, I, I remember this now. As soon yeah. as you said White Wall, they're like, yep, that's that's what that is.
0: Yeah, we've got, and there are lots of different prod- products. There's Fettuccine Alfredo, Fettuccine Latte, Fettuccine Blanco Maximo, and Fettuccine Crema. So I don't know. <laughs> it's just pretty funny that the white wall tires are named Fettuccini to me.
1: Okay. So they named the Italian immigrants best tire brand. The Fettuccine Alfredo.
0: No, yeah, that, that about sums it up, actually. <laughs> his okay. like his okay. signature brand that he is so excited to get lightning to try is the Fettuccini mm-hmm. brand.
1: And then when he's introduced to the Lamborghinis, he gets all excited. And I'm pretty sure, hey, I'm going to get you into some nice white wall tires. You know which ones.
0: Fettuccine's. So, I, I'll i start by saying, I kind of get it. Like, I'm looking at a picture of these white wall tires, and especially the one that's a little thin. I could see that being a little fettuccine noodle, especially a fettuccine Alfredo noodle it being white. It's still a little weird, Uh, and I don't think, you know, a tire brand would call themselves fettuccine, because that would be just utterly confusing to your customers. (laughs) But I could see some internal logic to get here.
1: Now let's talk about something interesting and weird that we could consider. Maybe the tire in their world replaces the food.
0: Okay, now I'm interested in this. Go further.
1: We've never seen people eating pasta in these movies. And, well, they're cars. Yeah. Pasta is going to be a lot harder to eat on account of needing a fork. Maybe there are just certain food items that would be really hard for a car to eat. So those food items, since they're significant in our world, are just something else that they put a lot of emphasis on, like
0: tires. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. I did get a little distracted in that. Did you ever say they eat the tires? I did not. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Should I have? Now that's sort of the question. Do you think, on the line of logic you were going on, do they eat the tires?
1: Not on the line of logic I was going on. But I could see it.
0: I hope they don't eat the tires. I'll say that much. Uh, Because why would they? (laughs) I mean, either way... The existence of this brand name does imply the existence of, you know, at least whatever fettuccine is named after, if not the pasta itself.
1: Okay. My theory would just simply be that maybe that's, that's the tire, and it's not a food at all. It's just, like, J-Limo is a limo. J-Leno doesn't exist. Okay. But, fettuccine Alfredo tire.
0: know, yeah, fettuccine Alfredo tire is pretty i mean one just saying fettuccine alfredo tire is factually true it's what the tire is called Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna sit here and tell you that it's not called a fettuccine alfredo tire
1: good because you'd be lying
0: yeah this is rough quite frankly it's rough
1: fair enough it's rough
0: yeah i'm gonna say probably they're just named after fettuccine alfredo but you know because f- we had a big discussion last week about how food probably exists, so...
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. So, food exists, but maybe not all the food. And maybe some of the food is something else in that world. Sure. You know, Italian people in our world, generally, people associate, uh, like, Italy with pasta. So, maybe the names of the pasta stay... The association stay, but it's just with quality tires instead.
0: Yeah, I'm willing to go with that. I'm still gonna say pasta probably exists, but I'm willing to accept that that is I'm not gonna sit here and say an equally valid theory in my mind, but an also valid theory. (laughs) How about that?
1: Sure, sure, sure.
0: (laughs) Okay, phenomenal. Hmm. Now All of that did give me time to look up the background information we have on these two cars. Would you like me to, I don't know, continue wiki-quoting and tell you Guido's background information?
1: Absolutely. Go for it.
0: Okay. And now, I don't know what, what this is from, but I don't know, at some point they told us about it in some book or something, probably. And it is... Guido was headed to the United States on a cruise ship to pursue his dream of being on a real racing crew when he overheard Luigi talking about Ferrari to a nearby passenger. After the two started talking, they quickly became best friends and enjoyed passing time, playing games, and relaxing in the sunshine. After the lengthy voyage, the pair finally arrived in New York City, where they went sightseeing and viewed the remarkable monuments... You'll have to forgive me here, uh, such as the Statue of (laughs) (sighs) Lubrity. Okay. Central Park, the Chrysler Building, the Stock Car Exchange, and Timing Belt Square. That one didn't really work, did it? Uh, (laughs) After observing Guido changing a taxi's tire in 2.5 seconds, Luigi requested that Guido would come back to Radiator Springs with him to work at his Uncle Topolino's shop which they would soon acquire ownership of. Okay, So that's a lot. And I'm going to go ahead and give us permission to like really dive into the New York monuments they talked about, uh, given our lack of preparation on other things.
1: <laughs> okay, so Statue of Liberty. What's it famous for?
0: Green, big, New York, symbol of freedom and liberty.
1: Okay, from France.
0: Yes, that's what I said.
1: Now, uh... I don't know how to make this joke. Is sure. carsant anything?
0: I guess. <laughs> why not? <laughs> okay.
1: Okay, so why is it Luberty and not Liberty? Because Liberty exists, and it's good. Are they saying that lube is more important than Liberty?
0: I think they are kind of saying. <laughs> By the fact that they did change it. I mean, we've seen the statue of of Luberty before it's it's like a, a forklift i think we've seen it in one of the planes movies if i remember right okay okay so it's still like a forklift who is green in a toga holding a torch but if it's the statue of liberty and not the statue of liberty which clearly according to this random <laughs> world of cars, Yeah, that implies to me that the statue, that lube is is the thing that's important. And I don't know. I guess that means that maybe, go with me here for a second, lube makes things real slippery. Mm -hmm. And what is slipperiness if not the ability to free yourself, you know?
1: Well, I don't know how to answer that question oftentimes slipperiness is a good thing oftentimes it's a bad thing uh you don't want slipperiness to be on your floor if you're yeah. walking but i don't know if i can think of a situation in which i'd be opposed to liberty
0: that's fair for sure but i think in a round let me tell you a roundabout way we can get to the qualities of lube in a very Not good metaphor being similar to the qualities of liberty,
1: okay. Well, lube, yeah, it is used to make things slippery, yes, but sometimes it's used in other contexts. You could say that lube is oftentimes associated with a sexual lifestyle, sure, and if they're that comfortable with lube then maybe it's a more comfortable world yes. in general sexually speaking so there's less uh persecution for sexuality so that's a way that it, they're more free
0: yeah that's good i was more thinking if you got if you if you're very slippery as someone tries to grab you well you can get to your liberty cuz like you can free yourself from that pretty easy <laughs>
1: Now I'm pretty sure a liberty is also a vehicle.
0: Sure, no, I I was thinking that too, honestly. Okay, but <laughs> it just kept it the same. <laughs> but, but they didn't. They they didn't. Imp- so importantly, they did not.
1: Now, Lucas, do we think that in their constitution it says? uh
0: <sighs> You sort of backed yourself into a corner here, huh?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Does it say liberty? Somewhere is liberty the... just their word?
0: See, that's what I want to get into.
1: The Constitution, is that the one that says life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness?
0: I think that's the Declaration of Independence.
1: Dang it. I, As soon as I started saying it, I knew it was uh, probably yeah. wrong.
0: It's the Declaration, but still, well, pretty close. And the
1: Declaration of Independence, we cut out all that other stuff, so yeah. don't worry about it. Yeah, John uh, then, knows
0: history better than anyone.
1: Yep, that's not the class I was least interested in what... Uh, <laughs> So, in the Declaration of Independence, does it say the pursuit of life, liberty, liberty, and the the pursuit of happiness, and the pursuit of lube, and happiness?
0: So what you're asking is, do they even have the word liberty?
1: Is the word just liberty there?
0: Because, like, yeah, I don't know that they do.
1: Have we heard them say liberty before?
0: I mean... Not off the top of my head. I mean, I'm sure someone would be able to say either A, no, at no point do they ever say the word liberty, or uh, actually 53 minutes into Cars 2, they say, but no, I don't think, I don't know, I don't think so.
1: Okay, so you heard it here first, folks, the word liberty might not exist in the Cars universe,
0: (laughs) Give me liberty or give me death, am I right? Uh, Okay, All right,
1: so instead of talking about Luigi and Guido, we did get on a tangent about just the word liberty because of the Statue of Liberty. That's something.
0: I do want to get into a couple more New York landmarks real quick, John. I'm sorry.
1: All right, the uh, timing belt square, that's not good enough.
0: No, quite frankly, they just did a bad job naming that one. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know that I have a like implication in universe sort of thing for that. Mm -hmm. Just whoever wrote the book that that was mentioned in or whatever did a bad job. Sorry.
1: Cause here's the thing. We can't think of something better like in a second, but if we spent a while and still couldn't think of anything better than that, you know what we would do not put it in something.
0: Yeah. Just like you didn't change central park. Or the Chrysler building, and to be fair, the Chrysler building already works. But And
1: so does Central Park.
0: Yeah, okay. Both of them already work. I see what you're saying now.
1: But, like, you don't have to include Times Square if the best you've got is Timing Belt Square.
0: Yeah, like, I'm technically an adult, and by that I mean I'm 25. Uh... You I've are never heard seven
1: of... years into your adulthood.
0: I've never in my life heard of a timing belt, nor would I immediately associate it with a car. Even if I would, it doesn't sound good.
1: I know what a timing belt is, and most of my experiment and experiments, experience with timing belts is actually with 3D printers. So there you go.
0: Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Last one, really quick, the stock car exchange.
1: Well, a stock car is a thing. No, yeah. And And the stock exchange is a thing.
0: But much like the fact that they changed it for a reason.
1: They didn't acknowledge that what they changed it into is uh, exchanging people.
0: Yeah, or at least like like sponsorship or management of these people.
1: Like in the NBA, you can trade players. So there's that. But that's still a weird thing to call it.
0: It's a weird thing to be implied as important as like the new york stock exchange (laughs) yeah
1: but then again let's think about it sports is one of those things that's just too big to fail this pandemic there there are so many terrible terrible things that it did yeah and one thing that i was hoping it would do is kind of destroy sports and it didn't
0: at the very least destroy the nfl because
1: it's destroying human people
0: yeah yeah but yeah and, like, in this world, we've talked a lot about how racing is the mega sport. Racing is the pop culture in this world. It's so important. So, I mean, I guess, I guess that maybe, like, a trading, they could trade on these cars, but it's weird. It's weird and it has implications that I'm not sure we can get into and talk at all about Luigi and Guido. <laughs>
1: Its its implications seem to be directly eugenics, so... Yeah. Uh, all right, so let's talk about our, our good boys, Luigi and Guido. Uh, yeah. One of them speaks Italian and a few words of English. Yeah. Maybe even just two. And depending on how you count it, maybe one. But the other one seems to be very fluent in both languages. Do we think he uses Duolingo?
0: Okay. Now that's interesting. Well... In Cars 2, we do go back to their hometown, right? And we meet a lot of their, like, extended family. And all of them seem to speak English. At least the ones, like, Lightning Goes and Talks to speak English fine. All right. So maybe those were just, I don't know, Luigi's uh, family. Wait, give me a second. Did that thing I read say they met on the cruise ship? Guido was headed to the United States on a cruise ship to pursue his dream when he heard... Luigi talking about Ferrari to a nearby passenger. After they started talking, they quickly became best friends. So that's all on the ship. So they met on a person. But in Cars 2, the people in their like hometown, which I looked up, is called Carsoli. But in their hometown, like the whole thing they talk about in Cars 2 is like, yeah, those two have been friends forever. And we've seen quite a few arguments of those two. So I don't know what what, in the, what they're talking about in this little background section. They didn't
1: say since childhood. Yeah. So maybe they're just, maybe they met when they were both like 18 or the stage in their life that would be comparable to 18. And then they've been friends for 20 years.
0: Yeah, okay. I. I'd, okay, we've gotten pretty off track. And that's my <laughs> fault. And I'll admit that.
1: <laughs> okay. So. <clears throat> Luigi and Guido. Yeah, they worked their way into owning this place quickly, right? It said shortly after they both owned it.
0: Yeah, it used to be Uncle Topolino's shop, but now it, it shortly after it became theirs.
1: All right, is it called Topolino still?
0: No, it's called Casa della Tires.
1: But Lucas, it could still be named Topolinos because that would be better, because they've got the Leaning Tower of tires and that could topple over at any moment
0: that would be good i'm not gonna pretend it wouldn't but no it's it's called casa della tires okay. Okay, oh. okay 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 well i'm i'm confused do they go to radiator springs to do this okay uncle Topolino is from italy he had his own shop there that luigi worked at but also they're implying that he owned the shop in radiator springs too So, I don't know if he just had a really weird, specific expansion to his business.
1: Oh, no, no, no. He owns a franchise.
0: (laughs) He's got a franchise that has one in a small town in Italy and one in a small town in, like, Arizona, California. Fair enough. Sure, why not?
1: what I'm hearing is that franchises don't make sense. Yeah, yeah. Alright. Did you know that if you buy into a franchise that depending on the franchise, i.e. McDonald's, you don't own it? You could you could buy it, you still don't own it.
0: That's not good. Yep. Yep. Yep.
1: You can like be the air quotes owner of that McDonald's, but it still belongs to McDonald's.
0: Yeah, I don't understand things enough to know much about that, quite frankly.
1: Okay. So they own this place after working there for, let's say, 15 days. Yeah. So 15 days in, they own the place. Uh, From there, they stay there with the world's quickest tire change. And somehow, like being, I'm sure, officially the fastest tire change in the world, the guys never get like introduced into any sort of major sporting event you know famous for having people change tires quickly
0: yeah it's weird to me because it said in Guido's thing that a he already was good at changing tires like it's not like he became good at it after years of working at Casa Della tires it's he changed that taxi's tire in 2.5 seconds that's absurd Mm -hmm. and also he was coming to america seemingly to pursue his dream his dream of being on a racing crew yep
1: so we know they're huge fans of racing we know that racing is a huge sport and we know that one of the two of them is the fastest just the fastest at doing it for sure and yet never did they receive an offer i have to assume they never received an offer Simply because, you know, they would have said yes.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, well, for one thing, in the first movie, Lightning is talking to to Luigi, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm a racer. And he's like, oh, wow, how cool. Until he asks if he knows any Ferraris. And Lightning's like, no, that's like European racing. uh, Like Formula One stuff. I don't know anything about that. I do stuff here. And... I think, like, Luigi immediately loses interest and, like, is like, oh, well, you're not a real racer then. Guido, though, again came to America to be on a racing crew.
1: Which means he left the European market for doing the thing he's really good at, to go to a very obscure place to be the best at something he wasn't going to do. In a market, he wouldn't even be able to do the thing he wanted to do begin with.
0: Yeah, it seems like probably he was going to pursue that, but then Luigi convinced convinced him to come work at the shop instead. And like Luigi wasn't super interested in working with racers; he's just a fan of like the Formula One Ferrari scene. I don't know if it's Formula One, but that sounds right. And Guido is just like, ah. Eh. Who knows if I'd make it on a racing crew? Here's real a real opportunity staring me in the face. So he we went with that.
1: I got to say though, who knows if I would make it is a strange thought for someone who is essentially the flesh.
0: No, yeah, like he maybe the guy has some real imposter syndrome. Man, I don't know, but clearly, I mean he he did it on his own. He wouldn't be a part a part of a racing crew. He would be the crew.
1: Yeah. And he'd be paid a ton of money. I like, there are th- There are things to be said about it. Like, there's imposter syndrome. And then there's just ignoring, like, statistics yeah. completely. Because if you can change all four tires in 2.5 seconds, that's insane. And to not realize that that's the best it could possibly be is strange. And I don't think imposter syndrome could cover that. You'd yeah. have to be, like, actually delusional. Or being told by a certain person in your life that you care very much about that it's nothing, that that's not important, that you're not that good. Basically, what I'm saying is people in his life had to have lied to him and cover up his genius and his ability. And I think that may be the case.
0: Yeah, I could see that. Like, I'm not going to say Luigi because I don't know. I like their friendship, but maybe Luigi. But I would say maybe his family told him that. Maybe. And that's maybe why he left and didn't pursue a career in like whatever European version there is.
1: I'm just now thinking about this because you know, American uh, arrogance. Sure. What if what if his time is only really good for America? What if the statement, "Oh, that's not real racing." is a legitimate thing to say because america's racing is just bad
0: well lightning mcqueen was in the world whatever thing that happened world grand prix or whatever happened in cars too we should rewatch these movies at some point <laughs> as like the representative against crappy italian car who was mean but like became his friend at the end and he did pretty well you know
1: I mean, biggest sport in America versus biggest sport in the world. They're both called football, but one of them is the superior football for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. Also, I just went back and watched because you said 2.5 seconds. He changed the a single tire on a taxi in 2.5 seconds, but I did just watch the scene where he ch- changes lightnings all four tires, and it takes him five seconds, which is okay. still absurd,
1: clearly. He changed five tires, four tires. in seven seconds. Lucas, well, that's insane.
0: I guess, yeah. On two <laughs> separate occasions, yes. Years and years apart. What are you gonna do?
1: What are you gonna do?
0: You know what are you going to do? Uh, well, is the question. <sighs> okay, we what, got.
1: it. what I'm basically saying is, maybe the pit stop, the pit crews are just worse than America because the sport is a very different sport and just yeah. doesn't require as much or doesn't pay nearly as much as the worldwide phenomenon that is racing and maybe lightning mcqueen is just a -a once-in-a-lifetime talent who just so happens to be so good at racing that he can enter into the other like the worldwide competition and actually be decent
0: i don't know man i see what you're saying and i see the evidence there but i think that given how big and important racing is clearly in America as well, they would like, they would get talent from overseas, at least for the pit crews. Like if that was the case and I think it like might be, but like, I don't know. We see like besides Guido, we see like, I don't know, eight pit crew members talk. (laughs) So maybe that is the case.
1: Oh boy. Who knows? Who, who knows?
0: You know who does. Get Probably them on the show. The
1: people who make the movies.
0: Yeah, come on the show. I know you listen. <laughs> I know you don't have any ideas for untitled car series because let me tell you. I've been check I've got a Google alert set up to let me know if any news drops about it and literally nothing has dropped since the announcement.
1: <laughs> All right. All so. right. They're fresh out of ideas. We're fresh into ideas. <laughs> But we also have questions that they need to answer first.
0: Yeah. And I think our questions will help them by making them come up with answers. That's how they get the ideas. Mm -hmm. So you're welcome. See, like there
1: are big picture guys. There are ideas guys. And then there are idea idea guys who are called questioners. And that's us.
0: Yeah. We come up with the idea for ideas. Mm hmm. So we're like,
1: "Hey, we need more ideas." And they're like, "That's that's a good idea."
0: <laughs> oh my god. You're absolutely right. We were just going to have them sit around the whole time. We were just going to have a...
1: We were just going to stop. We were we were done. We thought that was it.
0: We were just going to have a grainy JPEG of Mater for half an hour once a week.
1: And our goal was to just get a uh, good old Larry the Cable Guy to just riff for a while
0: let me tell you if for whatever obviously they wouldn't do that if they did i mean I, we wouldn't be able to come up with much content of like new implications about the Carsverse, but so much content of like hey why is the most profitable company in the entire world doing this what do they have to gain what's happening
1: well it's it's just experimental media man what are you gonna do?
0: You know, WandaVision broke a lot of barriers <laughs> for what a Marvel property could be. And I think Untitled Car Series is gonna do the same by just being a grainy JPEG of Mater. <laughs>
1: with by being just a podcast, but with a picture you can look at.
0: <laughs> yeah, which you can already experience on YouTube. It's a picture mm-hmm. of our album artwork with the title. It's a a still picture. I don't know. I don't feel like making it better than that. Uh,
1: now let's, let's think about it this way though. What if that happened? What if they just released a Mater podcast and we got just destroyed by it?
0: Like he, he like talked about us on it in a mean way or like no, we like, got destroyed in like, Oh, everyone's flocking to Mater's podcast for answers. <laughs>
1: Not even that more just like, "Oh wait, there's a podcast about cars, but we're doing a podcast about cars, yeah, we're just gonna and they press a button and then all of our stuff goes away. Honestly, we as people disappear.
0: It wouldn't shock me,
1: it might literally shock you,
0: well, yeah, it may literally electrocute me to death uh when I go to post our newest episode. My computer will kill me instantly. Mm-hmm. So hopefully none of that happens. Luigi and Guido, John, are they in love? Yes. We said they were some amount of episodes ago when we talked about the Dancing with the Cars.
1: Mm -hmm. Here are the ways to look at it. There are multiple forms of love. You could have familial love. You can have that love where it's uh, we have common interests and we enjoy each other's company. There's just actively choosing to care about people. Sure. And then there's romantic love. And I think that uh, they may be afraid to show romantic love. But if there's a a pairing in that series of movies that I think shows some amount of romantic love more than a kid's film typically would show, it would be them.
0: Yeah, like there are some like married couples that are like more explicit, like Ramon and Flo. Like Mm -hmm. they're clearly in love. Why not?
1: Uh, uh RV and the person I can't remember the name of the two people, one of them I think is named RV or Harvey.
0: Oh no. Minnie and Van?
1: Minnie and Van? They're both Vans. They're both RVs.
0: The like couple of who like wanders through Radiator Springs because they're lost in the first movie?
1: In Fire and Rescue, is there not an RV couple?
0: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. Those two. Those two are cute, actually. They get stuck and dusty saves them somehow at the end
1: okay so there's that couple there's the van couple
0: lightning and Sally are fine I don't they're
1: know. together <laughs> one I don't... of them constantly ribs the other one that one just takes it because he's famous and everyone loves him
0: yeah they're they're fine but like I don't know at the very least I'll come out and say I ship Luigi and Guido why not you know why not well <laughs> I never can't can't
1: say anything against it.
0: Yeah, I never wanted to have any ships in this in these properties, but I mean, you know, the the Dwight Flysonhauer's right there. He's a ship,
1: so mm-hmm.
0: I can have ships too. You
1: can't even have boats to search for McQueen without yeah. ships.
0: So, so yeah, yeah, I like them. They're cute. They 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 bicker, but they care about each other.
1: Yeah, and there's there's a type of ship that I'm going to go ahead and say I am against in this uh series sure. and that would be of course philmore and sarge i don't think i don't think they'd be a good couple i think they're good friends i don't think they'd be a good couple i think it would be a very unhealthy relationship yeah and i can I'm, see that. i'm against that ship because like playful ribbing and whatnot is one thing but they have fundamental differences that like it increases their friendship but it wouldn't be helpful to a relationship in that context
0: yeah I think once I said I thought it would be really cool if they were brothers who are both veterans.
1: That would be good,
0: and like just came out of the war with completely different experiences and thoughts on you know the war in America and the government and everything. Mm-hmm. That's my ideal like head backstory for Sergeant Fillmore. So I
1: I concur. that's the, that's the best way I can think of it.
0: There's that. We're getting, man, this is a, a weird little section we've done in this episode where we're like, nah, yeah, what, what the hell? Here's some head cannons and ships we have for the car series. Yeah. But I guess all of this is kind of our head cannons on cars. <laughs> this whole, John, is this whole podcast just John and Lucas's cars head cannons? Sometimes John and Lucas's cars OCs? Yep. I'm oh not going to say God. it's
1: 100% of it, but it's a very big amount
0: of it oh man (laughs) sometimes we do some cars fan fiction when we write (laughs) oh man (sighs) it's weird how when you reframe things it makes you think about what you've been doing for the past year and 10 months
1: (laughs) yeah yeah
0: well anyway (laughs) going to at least keep doing it for the next i don't know 15 minutes to half an hour so
1: true so We've talked very little, actually, about Luigi and Guido, other than saying their names, mentioning that they're uh, in love and Italian, and one of them's very, very good at their job,
0: yeah, basically, when we were like at the beginning of this episode, popcorning things we knew about these two, we've just basically repeated those is what we've done
1: all right. Now let's talk again about one of the things that we've repeated and that is one of them's bilingual
0: the other one's not what's what's up with that i mean guido qu- clearly understands english
1: he just doesn't speak it
0: maybe he does and he just chooses not to cuz like people talk to him in english that's the way people communicate with guido and it it never seems to be like he doesn't understand them he's like oh i'll get you your tire or yep that makes sense to me okay Maybe he just has like a mother tongue and is like, you know, why would I? I I mean, I understand you fine. I'll get you what you need. But unless I need something from you or need to communicate my love for pit stops, I'm going to speak the language I'm comfortable speaking in.
1: Maybe it's just he doesn't speak English because he's embarrassed by his accent.
0: Could be. Yeah.
1: Because he understands English. He knows how to say pit stop, but with pit stop, you can tell there's an accent to it. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's maybe he just doesn't want people to hear his accent. Yeah. Or... Which is kind of sad. Which really leans into the whole he doesn't understand his worth thing.
0: Yeah, which I hope isn't the case. But yeah. it's getting more and more... Maybe that's his arc, you know? An arc that they clearly didn't do much with. But maybe at the beginning of Cars, he is like very judgmental towards himself doesn't think very much of himself and then he goes and does the best pit stop in the world on a worldwide stage and makes a bunch of cars mustaches fall off Mm because it's so good he's so good that people's facial hair will just drop from shock that's what i aspire to honestly but maybe maybe he like not in any sort of nefarious way or like scheming way Maybe he just wants people to, like, feel like they can say whatever in front of him. Maybe he wants people to, like, think less of him almost so they get too comfortable around him. So he can, like, like, sort of get around uh, in a way that, like, if they underestimate him, you know, he can sort of do what he wants. Because, <laughs> like, if, if Sally says something incriminating or just like kind of or even just like says something that she wouldn't want repeated to someone else and then Mm -hmm. a rumor starts but she said it in front of guido she'd be like oh it couldn't have been guido he does the little guy doesn't understand me when he does
1: okay so does he do this because
0: he's a spy see that's what i was trying to avoid
1: (laughs) Accidentally implying that this uh, happy-go-lucky nice character who's very good at his job is as skilled as he is because secretly he's the enemy yeah.
0: or even, you know, <laughs> an ally who just didn't feel like helping out in cars too, okay. He did help out in cars too, but he helped like lightning do his race though he didn't help Mater do his spy stuff,
1: so maybe he's really good at pit stop. But he's terrible about his actual job, which is be spy.
0: Maybe he's a former spy. Okay. Okay, we're getting somewhere.
1: He's a former spy, which is why he was genetically modified to be the best at Pit Stop. And from there, he retired and just tried to hide away. But then his best friend in the entire world was like, Hey, we got to help this very famous racer. And he's like, right when i think i'm out they pull me back in
0: yeah it's like have you ever heard of or seen the show burn notice
1: i've watched all of burn notice
0: yeah burn notice actually rules uh but it's like in burn notice okay i don't know how much of if any of this is like how anything actually works but in burn notice main character is a spy guy and they're like uh out of nowhere, you get a burn notice, which is like, you're out of the industry and we're going to stick you in a random city and basically not let you leave uh, just to keep an eye on you. And maybe maybe Quinto got a burn notice which stuck him in Radiator Springs. Mm -hmm. Okay. Much like Michael from Burn Notice, he uses his skills to help those around him in unexpected ways like lightning mcqueen when the piston cup
1: okay so he gets a burn notice <laughs> do we think that throughout the rest of the movies the more and more famous he gets for being great at pit stop that he's just in the background fighting off these people trying to kill him
0: yes 100 i think that
1: which is why he couldn't help more in cars too
0: Yeah, in every scene you don't see Guido, he is just fighting off 100 lemons and government agents saying, hey, you super can't be in Italy. Hey, man, how'd you get here? We made it so you can't fly anymore. What's happening?
1: What's going on? I'm so confused. Why are you famous? You're you're a spy. You were blacklisted. I don't get any of this.
0: Okay, does that make Luigi his... Man, we are getting in the weeds on Bird Notice references. A USA show from a while ago. Uh, but this, is Bruce Campbell? his Bruce, is Luigi, is Bruce Campbell, is Sam, his friend? Or does Luigi, on the other end, know nothing about it, which is almost better to me?
1: Uh, I think, I think he knows nothing about it. I think it's <laughs> just his, his good, good best friend.
0: And, like, it, it's like, like... Th- I can't think of a specific example but it's like in a show you'll have like a side story about like an unassuming character who goes off and does their own thing and then they come back and the other characters are like oh what'd you it's like he's like Perry the Platypus which is not a good thing to say about him but they're like oh I bet you had a good day not doing any spy stuff Perry slash
1: why is that a bad thing to say?
0: I don't know just comparing him to an animal felt weird. I mean, let's let's. He's a hyper intelligent animal. Clearly. <laughs> let's talk
1: about it. Perry the platypus is more intelligent, and more capable than most people.
0: I guess comparing the parts we see to like just the Perry as a pet, comparing him to a pet is, I think, what <laughs> felt not good to say. Okay,
1: that's that makes a lot more sense.
0: Yeah,
1: because <laughs> uh, oh boy. I mean even in that universe with Perry the Platypus I'm pretty sure uh Doofenshmirtz isn't technically human or I don't know if he's techn- he's not legally human because he was adopted by and raised by yeah. maybe jaguars
0: something like that. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Pretty good. Okay, we've we've really honed in on something weird and interesting for Guido. Now what about his love interest Luigi? <laughs> he just an unsuing tire salesman? Because I'm fine with us saying that. I think he
1: probably didn't like his old career where he was definitely a plumber and he was always in the shadow of his older brother
0: Okay, who always,
1: you know, got all the attention, all the fame. I mean, for Pete's sake, he had his own mansion on more than one occasion and no one even seemed to seem to care.
0: I would go so far to say on three separate occasions he has had no. his own mansion.
1: One of those times he was just invited to a hotel.
0: Yeah. I haven't played Luigi's Mansion two or three, quite frankly. I'm not going to sit enough. here and lie to you about that. <sighs> hmm. But I think there maybe is a storyline of like, I don't know, not nothing as fantastical as the bird notice story we've come up with for Guido, but of just like an immigrant who like was working in his uncle's shop, but wanted more for himself. Like he, he thought like, I can go and, uh, make my own shop, make my own name, not work for anybody. Uh, and who went West as so many folks did and, found a nice little community and i think that's perfectly okay to be luigi's story because we already did a funny one for guido <laughs>
1: one of them just your a uh, run-of-the-mill guy who's just trying to make men's e- eh, men's eat yeah instead sure. of ends meet yeah uh and he's he's got his own like very down-to-earth story of like hey i think i need to just leave this situation it doesn't feel healthy for me to be attached to all of this when i'm just trying to live my own life and be my own man. So he goes off and does his own thing. And he just so happens to be, uh, you know, best friends with a super spy who is genetically modified to be incredibly fast. And he just, he was good enough at recognizing talent to become the employer of this person, but not good enough to recognize talent to realize that this is superhuman.
0: Yeah. A nice little middle ground of like, <laughs> it's like if Barry Allen fixed a car real quick and someone was like oh my god come work for me that was cool
1: can you do that on
0: any car i mean i mean yeah. probably <laughs> i mean he can just f- flash over to the library and retain some information for i don't know a little bit uh
1: and also the answer is ocelot
0: ocelot okay the answer dr. is dr heinz
1: doofenshmirtz
0: adopted by ocelots yeah That's you're he absolutely is... right
1: Legally an ocelot. <laughs> That's a good show. Uh,
0: Quite frankly, Phineas and Ferb is a banger of a show.
1: They they did episodic. They did it intentionally in this very strict style that was almost mocking itself, and I liked it.
0: Yeah, it's a good show. All right. Now, I'm afraid that we've come to our conclusions about 15 minutes early. What can, well, else can we else give us? Our
1: conclusions are that they are a down-to-earth person, and a super soldier secret spy who's been burn-noticed. Um, why do they like white wall Tire so much?
0: Okay, the question that was, I'm sure, at the front of everyone's mind when they realized we were doing an autobiography on Luigi and Guido. Because they're cool and kind of retro. And, like, from their time...
1: All right, we know that... They like the classic nature of them. Yeah. Uh, But do we know if white wall tires are like a thing still? And if so, like, do we know if there's any reason to prefer them other than appearance?
0: I think they're purely appearance. Okay. I did Google white walls and it was just about, you know, the walls in your home. (laughs) (laughs)
1: okay and white wall tires are considered to be too expensive because they're like regular tires except they require a special compound to have the white wall on the side which if you're not gonna you know specifically have a market that's interested in them and paying more for them there's no reason to keep them around
0: this okay Let's see, apparently they were banned at some point in the U.S., but that was because the Korean War effort. Okay, so that's nothing. Uh...
1: Okay, and (laughs) if you're wondering why they require a special compound, it's because you can't just use paint on them because paint typically doesn't work for tires.
0: Yeah, even if you got it to stay on, just, you know, station, well, the car's stationary, a car out in the world doing car stuff will get rid of that pretty quick, I imagine.
1: I'm sure there are paints that could work at this point, but like yeah. back when they were a lot more well-known, who knows?
0: So yeah, I think they're just kind of, they think they're cool. <laughs> so yeah, It's they're... just
1: a specific thing that they grew up with, I guess.
0: Which, <laughs> you know, it's, it's like uh, fanny packs for the 90s kids out there. They're coming back. I don't know that that's true. I made that up on the spot. I, I couldn't mean, think of a thing that was coming back.
1: They're coming back like mullets are coming back and middle parts are coming back. Middle People parts. are doing them. Damn it. <laughs> People are doing them again, but I've never understood like the middle part. I once had a mullet and it looked terrible. Yeah. I was I was like ten or nine, so blame me all you want. Sure. My parents shouldn't have let it happen.
0: Yeah, no, that's where I was going
1: Yeah, it looked bad I don't know if I've ever seen a mullet that doesn't look bad The closest I've ever seen is a character who had really curly hair He was on bones, he played Hodge Uh, He had long hair on the top and in the back And just short hair on the sides And it still wasn't a mullet And it looked nice because it was still all pretty short And just very curly so I'm sure there's a way to make it work but there are certain styles I'll I'll never get.
0: Now, is the are there any implications to just owning a tire shop? Like is that equivalent to just like owning a shoe store or is that weirder for some reasons I haven't thought of yet?
1: <laughs> I think it would be less weird. Okay. Imagine if you owned a shoe store in a world where people didn't wear clothes. Like, people still wear shoes, but they don't wear clothes. Yeah, so it would be, like... The only major accessory that everyone wears.
0: Yeah, the only game in town, really. Yeah. Uh, And especially... Well, no, I gotta imagine... Would you say tires in this world sort of wear out faster than shoes in our world, or...?
1: Almost certainly.
0: Yeah. Especially, I mean, obviously for, you know, professional racers who get their tires changed multiple times per race. Maybe I don't know that for a fact, but at least during a race they'll get their tires changed sometimes.
1: Yeah, well, it's a it's interesting because cars are far more capable of destroying tires even if they're new than we are of destroying shoes like while using them for their intended purpose. Yeah. Cuz you're at a rest and you just stamp your foot down on the like in the car and all of a sudden your tires are spinning, you're getting like skid marks on the road because you're just tearing through your tires. Yeah. Whereas a person puts on shoes, they can't all of a sudden start running so fast that it leaves shoe behind.
0: Maybe on a real hot day, but (laughs) Probably not. In that
1: case, like it's more about (laughs) It's
0: environmental things, not the shoe.
1: (laughs) Standing still is worse. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah that
1: And plus Especially Radiator Springs, that road was destroyed before it was actually destroyed.
0: Yeah, it wasn't a good road.
1: It was a rough road that then had someone just rail a spike straight through it. It was bad.
0: Yeah, it was a rough road that became an impossible to drive on road.
1: (laughs) And then when he fixed it the first time, it was almost worse because it was like 80% pothole.
0: All right. The Leaning Tower of Tires, or the Leading Tires of Pisa—I don't remember which it's called—but that's too many tires for them to own. Is it? Well, it's too many tires for them to just put out on. Dis- you're not like gonna grab one, be like, "Oh, I think that one's out." And it's not like when you go to a shoe store and you're like, "Hey, do you have?" I didn't see any like size twelves out there. Do you have any in the back? <laughs> like, they can't. <laughs> just to be like oh i I don't think they
1: sell the tower
0: yeah but like what's up with the i think that's a lot of merchandise still
1: i don't think it's merchandise i think it's like returns
0: or just like it like it after people wear out their shoes like if someone made a old crappy a, a tower out of old crappy shoes
1: not even that it's just uh like whenever you get your tires changed you can just pay like a $10 fee and they'll just take the tires off your hands for you because tires being recycled or I guess burned in the Simpsons uh, is a big thing. So having just this nice little display piece, that's all the tires of the town over the past few years that have been returned. It's a nice piece of history.
0: Okay. I like it in that context of it, like being an ever growing thing
1: mm-hmm. an ever growing thing. That's really personal and about the town
0: yeah i actually really love that good job john how do they get how do they how do they get the tires up there
1: uh the super soldier just throws them
0: you know i think that might actually be close to canon (laughs) i think there's some like mini game in which you throw i can't remember if he's throwing them onto the tower or just stacking them in his hand his not hand hands but there's something like that in one of in like some games, so yeah, he probably just tosses them up there with perfect precision, as he was trained to do by the Italian CIA. Is he Captain Italy? He might just be Captain Italy because like it's not
1: tires are his shield.
0: What he can do is not, you know, just like, oh, if you trained long enough, you could do that. It's super car, super, I like superhuman, but I said super car, but then it didn't read. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I think he's probably got some super soldier, I don't know, oil Modifications? in there.
1: Some super lube?
0: <laughs> yeah, he. that's why I liked the Statue of Liberty so much. All right. And obviously the rim would be his shield, not the tire, because it's got okay, a big hole in better. the middle of it.
1: Now, I will say uh, there are two other ways that would make a little bit more sense for making this tower. One is just they could have their firefighter friend use the ladder for them.
0: Mm, Ladder, okay, yeah.
1: Or they could lift the stack and have someone just push a tire underneath.
0: That would need a lot to, like, he couldn't lift. Well, if he's got, if we're still going super soldier Guido, then yeah, I guess he could lift it, but.
1: I mean, we've seen them lift like each other.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's a lot. If you can of
1: lift a car, you can lift quite a bit of tires.
0: That's true. No.
1: And uh just using that like it can lean and they can just apply a layer of glue, lift, have that slide it out and then like wash off your trucks before the uh glue actually gets a chance to cure.
0: I would be devastated if they used glue on that tire on that tower.
1: Me it's, too, on account of the fact that I think I've seen it fall over on yeah. more than one occasion.
0: One, yeah. Uh, but two, it's so much cooler if it's just freestanding.
1: It makes it makes him so much better at throwing.
0: Yeah, and it's so much more dangerous also. Well, yeah, almost certainly. Uh, which is, I don't know, fits for me on the general sort of lackadaisical approach to life these car people have
1: yep and this this burn notice situation makes a little bit more sense if he's got this weird hobby where he does something incredible just casually and i think he honestly hopes that it would fall over occasionally so it can start over
0: yeah yeah and you know two quick evidences for guido as a super soldier a he lifts up luigi no problem for their dance and dancing with the cars which i think we probably talked about Mm -hmm. Uh, about how that was a pretty cool feat, bud. B, uh, he, this maybe isn't superhuman, but maybe shows his training and dexterity in spinning. He's real good at throwing and spinning that sign and dancing with it.
1: Mm -hmm. Which is a very strange thing for him to be able to do, let alone be very good at.
0: So yeah, Guido's a super soldier who's gotten bird noticed to Radiator Springs. Luigi's just a guy but they're in love. That's Mm -hmm. a good enough place as any to end this one on. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) All right. Cool. That's fun. Uh, Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We really appreciate it, especially because quite frankly, this is a pretty dumb podcast. Uh, (laughs) But if you want to send us ideas of stuff to talk about, whether it be a specific thing for one of our little mini series that we do i name them all sometimes but i don't feel like it this week you know them or you don't who cares uh or if you just got a super general thing like again i know we mentioned it last week when it was the prompt Uh, jack last week just sent us literally an email with the subject line do cars mcdonald's which he expanded on in the email but it can be as simple as that or if you Mm -hmm. just want to say hi do that. And you can do so at our email, which is thecachat at or on Twitter, which is at thecachat. And both of those are all one word. There isn't a hyphen in there, and John's gonna say something pertaining to the outro stuff, he usually says.
1: Remember to like, comment, subscribe, tell anyone and everyone you think might be the least bit interested in listening to this kooky little podcast. And uh, also, this week, the thecachat wants to uh, officially congratulate yes uh, thank you Colson and Faith
0: more commonly known as number one fan Faith <laughs> they got, she, she got married and happy Coulson, wedding Colson also got married uh, but he's not num- a number one fan so he gets less of a mention even <laughs> though he was once my roommate anyway <laughs> <laughs> don't forget to float like Cadillac and
1: sting like a beamer